Good evening. This is Gummo, your host. This is show number 38. This is the show we call Transmit. Live from Chicago, Illinois. Here we go with Transmit show number 38. Figured I would bring it in a little, uh, you know, slide the uh, and in on uh, this evening's show. Good evening. I am your host, Gummo. This is the show we call Transmit. This is life from a hacker's perspective. Me. Oh, God. Uh, I don't think I've normalized any of our intros yet, but uh, I wanted to welcome you to the show. Thank you for tuning in, joining downloading, streaming. However you are listening to the show, I wanted to seriously thank you for listening to the show. What is our show about? Well, as I said, it's life from a hacker's perspective. My perspective. You know, uh, a little bit about me. I am a uh, former black hat hacker. I've paid my dues, done my deeds, and here I am. Uh, yeah, you know, I've grown up listening to many shows, streams, podcasts, blogs, all of that stuff, and uh, finally got around to you know, uh, uh, sometime last year I uh, got to the point to where there was nothing out there that I really wanted to listen to. You know about hackers and and the lifestyle and what we see and what we discover and what we uncover and how we are constantly evolving and looking at life. So I couldn't find anything like that. So, uh, well, you know, here I am. If I could, I couldn't find anything, so I figured I would just uh, do it myself. So here I am, and here you are, listening to me, us. Uh, This is a, uh, this is show number 38. We are coming up on a one-year anniversary of doing the show. And the show is brought to you uh, by donations from people, not donate. well, I keep saying donations, from people who volunteer to make this show happen. Uh, There are about 16 people who assist in putting this show together, keeping the websites up and running, behind the technology, behind the scenes. And there are many, actually there are many more people who donate, uh, now I'm going to use the word donate, who donate uh, the use uh, or they donate our uh, little space here uh, that we use as a studio. We uh, we have a little studio about a thousand feet off the ground uh, here in downtown Chicago, Illinois. We are in the Aeon building. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with Chicago, and you probably are, while we do, we actually we have a few listeners uh, from Chicago. But if you are unfamiliar with Chicago, the Aon Building is the what is it? It's the second or third tallest building in the city. It's a uh, it's the white square building. Uh, it used to be called 
the standard oil building. And it's had its fair share of problems in the past. Uh, check it out on Wikipedia. If you go to Wikipedia and search for the Aeon Center. We are on the 71st floor. Almost to the top. And uh, the fine folks at uh, Piedmont Realty Trust. They donate a uh, little small space to where we are able to uh, bring this show to you. And so thanks to those uh, fine folks who actually believe in us. Uh, behind the scenes here on, uh, in, in the studio, we have uh, Crash, who is our uh, in-house DJ extraordinaire slash producer slash mixologist we have uh angela who brings everything together on the uh website uploads all of the uh content we have uh rebecca who takes care of all of the uh kind of connects all of the dots uh let's see we have marty takes care of uh the fun things that we do with the show. What do I mean by the fun things? Well, I, you know, we've made it to show 38, so I guess I will um, drop the, uh, the, the news. You know, uh, not only do we do the show, um, but there's also... <laughs> we also have a hidden track in the show. And so far, no one has been able to uh, extract the hidden track. So we actually have a show within a show. Bet you didn't know that, did you? Uh, and again, we have a uh, marvelous group of people who uh, put this thing together, donate their time, and volunteer. They give up their Sundays. Or Mondays, or Tuesdays, or Wednesdays, or Thursdays, whenever we do the show. Normally, we uh, bring the show to you live on Radio 24 every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. Central Time. And I believe that's 2 in the morning if you are uh, in Europe. And we bring the show to you every week. Here from Chicago. Uh, so let's get on with it. So what normally we talk about a lot of things, uh, but okay. Now last week, see last week before we did the show, I was told that I've been saying uh too much. So I have to ma <laughs> I have to maintain. I have to sort of catch myself saying uh. And when I do, I'll share that. Uh, I'll sh each time that I catch myself saying, uh, I will uh, subsequently uh, de denounce me saying it to myself and on the show and also uh, remind myself not to say uh, as many times. You know, uh, we see there I go. We we started the show coming up uh, almost a year ago. And we should be closing in on 50 shows. We we were really shooting to do a show each week. Uh, though I am finding out that doing a show is not that easy. It's it's really, you know, I, when I first started doing the show, if you are brave enough to go back and to listen to episode one, which I really don't advise, <laughs> we... Um, we, you know, we, we sort of just put the show, uh, we used a condenser mic from a laptop. You know, that's, that's what I thought it was all about. I had never done a podcast in my life. I had, I had never spoken, uh, done any, any sort of anything like this. So it, it was definitely, uh, a learning experience and I, and I continue to learn. I continue to uh, improve. 
And、uh, I feel that、uh, each week that I, I, I am improving. And with the, that comes your feedback, your suggestions. You, you know, the person that's listening to me. And I certainly welcome、uh, anything that you have to say, your feedback, your comments. And you can reach out to me on Twitter. I am on Twitter. That's really the only social media that I use to engage.、Uh, and you can find me on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash gummo, G U M M O X X X. And you'll see me on Twitter. And I've, of course, As I said, I really、uh, take what you say to heart as far as suggestions. Now, we have received some suggestions, and they have just been,、uh, I, I just can't, you just, there's some things that you cannot do. And so, if you've suggested something to me and we haven't done it, well, that's kind of why. While I would say 99% of the suggestions that we've received so far,、uh, I, I have put them to、uh, practice and to good use, I suppose. But keep the suggestions coming. I really certainly appreciate it. And again, I've never done a podcast before. I'm not a professional doing this, though I'm sure after about, I don't know, I, we have no plans to go anywhere. So, I'm sure after a few years I should、uh, be getting in the、um, you know, amateur ranking there. But、uh, I'm, I'm coming to actually enjoy doing the、uh, show. It, it seems to be quite a,、uh, a bit of fun. So, again, this is life from a hacker's perspective. And what, what do we do? We talk about a lot of things here, we talk about gadgets. Uh, the latest technology news, the latest hacking crews, hacking techniques, exploits, things that should work but that don't, or things that do work and you're not supposed to use them. We do stay legal. We are coming to, <laughs> we are coming to you from the United States,、uh, and we, we make every effort. To stay 100% legal. And that's the way to do it, isn't it? Of course it is. Usually I kick this, the show off、uh, speaking about the weather. Because living in Chicago, the weather seriously is bipolar. And I really mean that. I, you can literally be in the city of Chicago. And start your day off with it being 85 degrees. And by lunchtime, you can be wearing a winter coat and vice versa. You know,、uh, it is the strangest place to live when it comes to weather variances.、Uh, it is summertime here in the city. And if you know me, if you've listened to a few episodes in the past, you'll know that、uh, I certainly enjoy the warmer weather than the colder weather. I'm from Florida, so that should explain it all right there. You should have s a w me when I first moved here to Chicago years ago. <laughs> My first winter here, I was straight. Off the banana boat from Florida, standing on a train platform, wearing a Florida State windbreaker, thin socks, low top converse, thin jeans, and a t shirt. And it was minus 15 degrees below zero that day. I had no gloves. I didn't even know you were supposed to wear gloves or a scarf 
or earmuffs. <laughs> and, you know, with my stubborn Florida attitude, I thought, well, you know, maybe tomorrow it won't be as bad. <laughs> that was not the case. The following day, the following week, the following month, it got colder. And I really didn't get it. It took me about two years to figure out what what I needed to stay warm during the winter. Not only that, you have to condition yourself. And when I mean condition yourself, if you are not used to cold weather, if you are from someplace like Florida, Southern California, Arizona, a warm climate, and you come here, to Chicago for your first winter, you will certainly be humbled and you will certainly recognize that global warming is not something that affects you during the winter. While uh, I don't want to joke around about global warming because it is certainly real, the winters here in Chicago are very real and very cold. Uh, but as I said, it's the it's the middle of summertime here. It's July the 17th. It's about 75 degrees. And the forecasters are predicting an intense heat wave this week for the city of Chicago. And now, if I'm not mistaken, I did a little history searching on Chicago heat waves. And I believe the last heat wave that was predicted as dire as the one for this week coming up was in 1995, where almost 500 people passed away due to heat-related Ill illnesses. You see, here in Chicago, people do not uh, have air conditioners like they do in other parts of the country. And for, for the upper Midwest, or most of the northern states for that matter, Air conditioning is seen as a uh, an afterthought or a secondary sort of um, thing, whereas your heater is the primary um, thing to survival. Speaking of survival, uh, we there. See, there I go saying uh, again. Unfortunately, it seems that turning on the news. For the past several weeks, each time I turn the news on or navigate to the World Wide Web, there's yet another um, unfortunate incident, attack, somewhere in the world. This past week, there were... Uh, there was yet another attack in Nice, France, where someone mowed down hundreds of people in a tractor-trailer truck. And then, of course, just today, uh, there were... Uh, police officers that were targeted and then of course last week or the week before or a week and a half ago there were police officers targeted and that is not the, the you know here in the United States that is not the sentiment towards law enforcement officers uh, these are just a few deranged people with deranged ideals you know, uh, the people, the men and women who uh, put that badge on every day, they put their they put their ass on the line for us. The good majority of law enforcement officers are honest, sincere, hardworking people. They they swear their allegiance to uphold the Constitution and to protect you. 
And there are, there have been, you know, as I said, uh, you know, I am a former black hat. So I, I have certainly had my uh, fair share of run-ins when I was a young man. But there's also been instances where uh, a police officer would, for instance, pull me over for not wearing a seatbelt. And, you know, you may get upset, you know, like, man, I really didn't deserve that. You know, like, why the hell am I getting pulled over? There's there's more serious things to be, you know, for that for that cop to be doing or whatever. But and uh, this has been years now since I uh, I had this uh, a police officer pull me over uh, and he pulled me over for not wearing a seatbelt. And, you know, of course, uh, you know, I, I accepted my warning, thankfully enough, uh, from the officer. And, but, you know, <sighs> that guy went out of his way to pull me over, not to give me a hard time, but to say, hey, listen, dummy, you're not wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> Don't you know what can happen to you if you get in an in an accident? And so as I was pulling away, I I, I thought that I'm like, man, you know that guy could have uh, pretty much have well saved my life by pulling me over and saying, hey, don't forget, <laughs> we're watching. Put on your seatbelt. He left me. Uh, he let me off with a warning. And. Uh, the following week, I was wearing my seatbelt, and I was uh, I was involved in an accident, and I was able to walk away from that accident because I was wearing my seatbelt. Because when I got in my car, I remembered, yeah, well, I better put on my seatbelt, or I'm gonna get pulled over. And again, you know, ninety nine percent of of law enforcement officers are honest, hardworking people. They have families just like you and I. Everyday people. They're everyday people. And uh, my heart certainly goes out to those affected by uh, the tragedies. And that's not how we all think. It certainly isn't. They are there to do a job just like everybody does their job. They love what they do. We love what we do. Let's get on with it. Uh, it we, we've got a conference coming up. The 11th Hope. And I am getting very excited about it. This will be my 8th conference that I've attended. Uh, Hope stands for Hackers on Planet Earth. Uh, the Hackers on Planet Earth is one of the most uh, diverse hacker events in the world. The first one was uh, held in 1994. And this year, the 11th Hope will go down uh, on July the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th at the Hotel Pennsylvania in New York City. And it's, it's, uh, let's see, I used to attend DEF CON. Once in a while, I will still attend DEF CON. DEF CON is a ha hacking conference every year, and it's held in Las Vegas. And that's a great conference, too, but it's, it's huge. I mean, and when I say huge, I mean huge. It's a huge conference. Whereas uh, the HOPE conference... It's, it's kind of, uh, I wouldn't say mild, but it, there, there aren't hundreds, there's not a hundred thousand people in attendance there. I, I don't know. What is there? Probably maybe 10,000. I, I would, that would be a, a good number. I would say between five and 10,000 people attend the hope conference. It's a great conference and it's held every two years. 
And I like that, you know. Uh, attending a conference every year, I don't know. That's just seems too frequent for me. I went to the Second Hope in 1996. I was 24 years old. And uh, here I am 20 years later. Uh, it's, as I said, it's a great conference. You can check out all you need to about it at hope.net, H-O-P-E dot net. And as I said, I, I'm getting very excited. Uh, we are going to be driving from Chicago to New York on this go round. I will be attending with Crash. Crash will uh, be with me. And also Brother Sand. Uh, Brother Sand is a phenomenal hacker here in the Chicago area. Very knowledgeable. And I feel very uh, honored for him to join me in attending the 11th Hope. Uh, and you can, as I said, you can check out everything that you need to about the Hope Conference at hope.net. There's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, interesting um, speakers, talks, events. And what I like about uh, attending the Hope Conference is uh, every time that I, I attend, uh, I take the train into Penn Station and then I walk up the stairs and then like literally across the street, uh, there's the Hotel Penn. And when the conference is underway, all you see is a sea of black t-shirts <laughs> and the uh, smokers. Everybody out there having cigarettes. And I can't wait. I, I, uh, I always feel like I'm returning home when I go to the Hope Conference. I've met some friends at previous Hope Conferences that have been friends with me for uh, 20 years and counting uh, and it's and it's great you, there there's no there's no age restriction you can bring whoever you want you can be whoever you want at the hope conference there is it's just a it's just great it's a great place to let your hair down get to meet other interesting people from other walks of life and hackers from all over the world actually attend and it's just a great it's i can't say enough it's really great i have a good time i all have always had a great time and i'm looking forward to uh nothing less than a great time uh, at the conference this uh, this week coming up, there are going to be a lot of speakers on a lot of panels, such as Mitt Altman, James Atkinson, Ronnie Bandini, Zimmer Barnes, oh God, Edward Beal, uh, Ron Baum. That's who I go and see. I love hearing what Rambam has to say every two years. <laughs> Nora Benson and a whole and a whole slew of other people who always give dynamic, fasc uh, fascinating, in-depth talks. Uh, I noticed that David Steele or Robert David Steele is not on the ticket this uh, this go round. I wonder why. Hope everything's good with Mister Steele. I've always enjoyed his all-nighters. Check it out, hope.net. We will be attending. 
I will be attending and we will be driving and I will be on Twitter a lot live streaming and posting photos from the conference and our trip abroad and hopefully you will find yourself enjoying those uh, videos and those photos again it's hope.net and you can follow me on Twitter let's see what we're up to a lot of other things in the news going on listen if, unless you have been living under a rock you will uh, undoubtedly know that there is a craze going on in the world today with uh, your smartphone and it's the Pokemon craze. Now, I think I spoke about this last week. Uh, and so basically, if you do not know what Pokemon is, Pokemon is, is an old Nintendo game. You, and uh, and they were trading cards. Kids would trade them and blah, blah, blah. And I, I actually, I did. Uh, Crash is nodding his head. Yeah, I actually spoke about it last week. So listen to last week's show if you want to know what Pokemon is. What it's all about, yada. Uh, but it's it, this, this version of Pokemon, you actually engage the game with your smartphone it uses a it uses augmented reality uh, and it has all kinds of fascinating features within the game uh, and there it, it's actually kind of interesting to see what is happening with this game <clears throat> excuse me um and there there are a lot of things going on with the game that up until the latest news reports you're you, you know you're like oh well you can do now just for disclosures sake i have not played the game and I actually have no intentions. I don't like getting caught up in the whole uh, this is what's going on in the moment thing. <clears throat> Goodness. Let me take a sip of water here. Must be that humidity. <laughs> Spoke it like Cactus Jack. Um there, there are a lot of interesting features going on with the game, actually. Uh, there have been reports all over about what's going on with this game. Uh, some, report, some reports are coming in uh, that uh, people are quitting their job to play Pokemon full-time. And I'm, I'm not kidding. I, I don't know how you can quit your job to play a smartphone game all of the time. But from what from my understanding, the game actually supports all kinds of it's just strange. Very strange. I guess it's strange because it's it seems that within the game itself there are a lot of opportunities for all kinds of things like businesses now this this game has been out uh it, it has only been out to the public for the past 11 or 12 days and it is huge huge and when i say huge i really mean huge it's all over the news it's all over everything. Uh, and in, as I, I just mentioned, there's one person out there who quit his job to play Pokemon all day long. 
Not because he doesn't have anything else to do. There are financial incentives within the game itself. Uh, and as I mentioned, there are businesses who are saying, uh, basically the, the game, you're supposed to find, uh, it's, it's like a real world conquest type, type of game where you are instead of you instead of you sitting on your couch in search or in a quest to find something you are actually using your smartphone and using the camera built into your smartphone you are using what is called augmented reality and you are use and you are in the real world searching for things finding places treasures now the 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 treasures and the things and the the stuff that you find of course are generated within the game itself and then mapped through your camera onto your mobile device so you see the real world and you also see the game within the real world. That's called augmented reality. Uh, and it, it seems to be a smash, a hit, an instant phenomenon. <laughs> phenomenon. I like the phenomenon. Uh, and if you've heard me on some of the previous shows, you will hear me speak of technologies such as uh, HoloLens, Magic Leap, and those are augmented reality platforms. And aug it, augmented reality is an interesting, exciting new form of computing speaking of magic leap they uh they have a secret lab that's coming online in san francisco where developers will be invited to work on projects prior to the launch of their technology and it's it's been reported that Magic Leap. Now, Magic Leap is supposed to be more or or su more superior to the Hololens platform. Hololens, of course, I have my developers edition, uh, and it's it's a full blown Windows PC that you strap onto your head. And I spoke about that on last week's show as well. So listen to that, and you you can get caught up on Hololens. But Magic Leap is actually supposed to be better with a than Hololens with a far more superior field of view. And at this point, Magic the technology has not even been dim demoed yet. Uh, and people that have demoed the technology have had to sign uh, NDAs, non-disclosure agreements, meaning that they will keep quiet about the technology and I too have had the opportunity to demo the magic leap technology <laughs> and all I can say is I was born for this if you think hololens is cool just wait uh, now I do love my hololens HoloLens is really cool, but the field of the field of view is is limited, and I'm quite certain that Microsoft will increase that as the uh, years go by, and as HoloLens becomes more of a mainstream social, not social, but a more mainstream um, product for the social masses. And then, of course, you know, you're, you're going to have other 
companies jumping into the AR augmented reality. I call augmented reality AR because you know you have virtual reality, you know that carryover technology from the 90s. And AR is far superior. I d I don't care what you say. AR is far superior than VR. Now VR is cool. You know, if you want to immerse yourself in a um, in an environment and see nothing but the experience, then VR is the way to go. But AR mixes the real world with computer technology. And that's what you do now. That's what you're doing looking at your smartphone. That's what you're doing engaging on your laptop or your tablet or your desktop PC or your gaming console or your television. Anything that you engage with from a UI's perspective, you know, that's 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 a form of augmented reality. 2D augmented reality, of course, and there are people out there that can argue that point. Magic Leap, of course, has all kinds of backing, and it's incredible the amount of people that are backing the technology. And again, I, I've demoed it, and it's it's quite unique. <laughs> I, I I'm actually at a loss for words. How's that? Uh, and Magic Leap has a lot of high-powered investors. I believe Google put nearly a billion dollars into the company. There's other investors that have put hundreds of millions of dollars into the, the company as well. Uh, and they have a movie studio also um, that has jumped on board to assist in developing content for the platform. Lucasfilm, created by George Lucas, the old Star Wars guy. Uh, Lucasfilm has agreed to engage with Magic Leap in creating content for their platform. And, you know, HoloLens is, is equally just as cool, and HoloLens is shipping now. But, you know, with the AR segment and all of that stuff, you know, things are Microsoft sort of got the jump on everybody else with the AR uh, segment. NASA is using HoloLens. Uh, it's being used at the ISS right now by astronauts and cosmonauts in space. People are developing games. Uh, VLC, I, and again, I spoke about HoloLens at last week's show. And VLC, if you are a hacker, you know what the VLC player is. <laughs> VLC dropped their new uh, player for the HoloLens platform uh, about three weeks ago. And you can watch a movie anywhere with your HoloLens. And that's actually uh, several, uh, since I have gotten my HoloLens, I, I've, I have watched uh, a lot of movies with my HoloLens. Now, the HoloLens has the built-in speakers on, on the side of the head, head strap gear dealio. The headpiece, let's call it the headpiece. Uh, and they sound very well. And I, and I, dig, I dig those, but uh, I... I like my own uh, headphones, and so uh, I wear my own headphones while uh, using the while using the Hololens, and it's uh, it's it's a great experience. And I've watched a lot of movies. Uh, you can adjust the size of the screen, and when you turn your head, the the screen follows you, and I like that. Of course, you can pin the the screen to a wall, 
And so if you are sitting in your living room with an AR headset such as HoloLens, you can make the screen as large as you want. So that may be an indicator of why when you visit your local Walmart or Best Buy that television prices, <laughs> I'm not saying this is the reason, but you know, you can get a 55 inch television now for what, $350? Because with an AR headset, you can you can have a 100, 200-inch screen and adjust it to fit on a wall with the same experience. So that's how I've been feeling with the HoloLens. Like, uh, I do own some televisions. You know, I'm normal in some regards. And so... What, with a traditional television set, you have to look at the television. You have to stare at, or, or not only a television, but a computer screen. You have to, you have to look in its direction. With the, uh, the AR headset, you do, that's, that's out the door. That's, that's a, a gone, gone game. You don't have to do that. It follows you. Uh, po jumping back to Pokemon, though, someone actually was able to port a version of the Pokemon game over for the HoloLens platform. Uh, it's the HoloLens Pokemon game. And right now, reports suggest that it's a concept. Uh, but if you uh, go to YouTube, you can see the concept in action. I'm not sure who created it for HoloLens. Uh, but it, it certainly is being ported over quickly. And a, and a lot of issues are arising out of the whole Pokemon thing. See, I'm jumping back to Pokemon, yeah? So uh, it, it's been reported also that a, uh, a hacker crew took down some of the servers for the Pokemon Go game few days ago or yesterday or Friday uh, and I believe I tweeted the name of the the crew that was uh, that actually claimed responsibility uh, and again uh, speaking about the whole po this this Pokemon thing man I can't believe I'm actually speaking about it on on our show but I am uh, New Zealand-born Tom Curry has um, quit his job, resigned. Uh, he's a 24-year-old from Auckland, New Zealand. Um, he has quit his job to play Pokemon full-time. I don't know if I really want to get into that, but you can you can read more about it. Interesting. Also, people playing the Pokemon game are uh, they are actually finding themselves trespassing playing the game. And um, people uh, people are falling off cliffs. They are people are um, winding up in places that they had no idea where they would normally be playing Pokemon. People are reporting that uh, Pokemon players are trespassing. <laughs> Uh, while playing the game. <laughs> uh, there's also been reports that a man in Florida shot some Pokemon players playing the game. He thought they were burglars. And another interest, you know, and again, their businesses are saying, hey, if you... If you Again, I haven't played the game, so I'm really not too familiar with it. I, I, I'm quoting uh, sources, but there, 
Businesses are saying that uh, if you come by and unlock a level or pick up a quest, a key, or open a treasure chest at their location, they will offer you a discount at their business. And uh, it's it's certainly it, it, it as I said that the, the game has taken off like wildfire. And it shows no signs of slowing down. So that goes to show you that AR certainly is the way to go. Uh, another interesting twist is that New Hampshire police. Yeah. <laughs> is this for real? New Hampshire police department used uh, Pokemon to actually lure fugitives to headquarters. The city of Manchester... Uh, set up a sort of like a reverse sting to announce uh, that officers recently detected uh, one of the more rare Pokemon characters. They posted it on their Facebook page somehow. And so I believe it was a Pokemon character that you needed to get or something like that. Uh, and again, and so they were actually able to lure fugitives under the guise of uh, <laughs> obtaining a rare Pokemon character while playing the game. And again, uh, there it, there's all kinds of weird side effects from playing the game. Yeah, like police in Missouri also reported that armed robbers use the game to lure victims to secluded area areas <laughs> I don't think the police department in New Hampshire was able to actually arrest anyone yet <laughs> but nevertheless it it seems that uh it's off to a great start <laughs> That is so funny. Uh, in other news, you we have a new form of uh, malware for your Android-powered device. Uh, and so far, this this piece of malware called Android dot Fake Bank. It it seems to be only targeting targeting Android operating systems at this point. But it, it goes, uh, it, once it gets onto your device, it tricks the victim into replacing any banking apps that they already have installed with a fraudulent version of their app. And so what, what the twist on this is, is that it actually prevents, you know, it, once you find out there, there are some things going kind of crazy with your uh, bank account the first thing you want to do is ring your phone or uh, ring ring the bank with your phone and the interesting twist on this piece of malware is that it prevents you from phoning your bank uh, and it, so that, that <laughs> you may want to uh, try to avoid banking <laughs> With your uh, Android device? I don't know if that's possible or not. Not in today's world. I have actually given up my mobile Android-powered device. And coming soon with uh, your mobile device, uh, Touch ID will be coming to almost 100,000 ATMs across the United States. Uh, and basically, Touch ID will allow you access to an ATM and your bank account, checking account, savings account, whatever, to withdraw money without the use of a card. It seems that this new system will also be using a QR code as a secondary failsafe. 
So that's going to be interesting to see how that all pans out. I know a lot of people say that staying in a walled garden system such as the uh, iOS operating system is the way to go. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's still up for debate. Uh, let's talk about gadgets because we're running out, out of time. We only have a few minutes left. And, you know, I try to get a gadget in here or there on the show. Uh, and if you are familiar with some of the things that I've spoken about in the past, you'll know what a raspberry pie is. And I'm not talking about the pie you eat. Uh, the Raspberry Pi is a $35 computer that fits. It's a credit card size computer. And it actually has extended the reach of um, computers for people who want to develop uh, applications in Python and so on and so forth. Uh, but now it, it's getting out, it's kind of getting out of control here, kids, because we have a new low. We have a. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's kind of this is kind of interesting. It's called the Nano Pi Neo. N A N O P I. I'm really pushing the limits of our pop filter here. Uh, it's the Nano Pi Neo. It's a 40 uh, millimeter square, uh, featuring an uh, featuring a 1.2 gigahertz quad core Cortex processor with 256 megabytes of RAM, uh, an Ethernet port, micro USB port, and a micro SD slot, uh, and it's looking like it's going to be about 10 bucks for the for the computer and you can do all kinds of fun things with that check it out i don't know where to buy them yet sir let's see uh crash where can i where, where can you buy these things at for where where at? They're seven ninety nine. Oh, and you can buy them. Uh, let's see. Um, the Nano Pi Neo availability in stock. Wow, these things are these things are really cool. Uh, friendlyarm.com. Or yeah, friendlyarm.com. It's a full-blown computer, kids, for seven dollars and ninety-nine cents. Wow! Check that out. Uh, and it's called the Nano Pi Neo. Check it out. Maybe it's what you're looking for. But with a computer that small, you can do all kinds of fun things. I've, I've gotten the green light to build a supercomputer out of Raspberry Pis, and I plan on getting that underway uh, in October. And I'll be tweeting that as I go along. Interesting, though. Nevertheless, check it out. It looks like a, it looks like a device that has a lot of promise. The Nano Pi Neo. That's really cool. That is really cool. Kind of digging that. Alright, uh, last thing up on the uh, agenda tonight for this show. Uh, news reports say that the Pentagon, you know that big old building in Washington? <laughs> uh, it says the Pentagon is developing cyber warfare tools. Uh, U.S. Cyber Command Chief Admiral Michael S. Rogers has created a de dedicated unit 
tasked with developing a suite of malware and digital weapons that can be used to wage a digital war against, you know, bad people. Uh, the, the Pentagon originally gave Cyber Command the daunting task of launching online attacks against bad people earlier this year. Uh, but it seems that it seems that after a few hits and misses that they actually ha have gotten off to a good start this time. Uh, and uh, it's it's you know, I don't know, you know, cre cre creating weapon digital weapons is never really a good idea. It's kind of like creating creating a nuclear weapon. You know, once you let the cat out of the, out of the bag, you know, it's it's not going back in. I don't know. Do we need digital weapons? Uh, it It's also reported that uh, the Pentagon will start to deploy these tactics and these weaponized these this these weaponized versions of software in the future. interesting nevertheless check that out as well if you if that interests you so that's it that's uh that's show 38 uh that's the news that's what's going on that's what that's what i'm going to be up to that's what what and where crash is going to be up to uh we will be heading heading to new york thursday or friday i think thursday night or early friday morning we'll be driving over to new york from the shy town and uh, we are looking forward to meeting and greeting uh, some of our listeners. And if, if you are a listener and you are attending the conference in New York, uh, I'd love to meet you. I promise I won't bite. At least hard. Let me, uh, let, let me know what you think as well. So uh, reach out to me on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash gummo, G-U-M-M-O, X-X-X. I wanted to give a special shout out to everyone involved and their time and dedication and them volunteering to help put this show together and keeping everything up and running. Uh, special thanks to Apple and Stone for the great music. As always, love you guys. Check them out at appleandstone.com. Want to give a special shout out to We On Films and uh, Young Tez out in LA. Uh, Angela. Thank you for your uh, time and dedication as well. Wanted to give a special shout out to uh, the Hobo Spaceship and all of those crazy nuts over there. Jackie. Hope life's treating you well in Colorado. Wanted to give a special shout out to her as well. Wanted to give a special shout out to uh, everyone who follows me on Twitter. Thank you for following me on Twitter. And uh, again, if you have any comments or questions or concerns, or even if you just have something, a suggestion for the show, I'd certainly like to hear from you. And so that's it. Uh, I will get a little bit more active on Twitter later in the week and uh, get off the ground with the journey to hope number 11. Check it out, hope.net. You can buy tickets at the door. It's at the Hotel Pennsylvania, New York City, 22nd, 23rd, 24th. Uh, and I'm really going to only make my appearance. Uh, I, I will be there all day Saturday and most of the night, Saturday night. Other than that, I'll be sort of Casper in that regard. So listen, thanks for tuning in to show number 38. I am your host, Gummo. You know all about the people that, uh, <laughs> you, well, you've learned about the people that are putting this thing together, and they all uh, certainly appreciate your comments and feedback as well. So you can push the uh, comments and feedback through me on Twitter, or you can try to email me at gummo at hackers.xxx. And keep an eye out uh, on the Twitter feed this, this week. And until next week, we don't know if we're going to do the. I, I would really love to do the show, show number 39 from Hope. But if not, I may just do it from the car. Who knows? I don't know. I don't even know if we'll do the show. But 
if, if whatever the case, just uh, you can stay stay in touch with what we are all up to on Twitter. And until then, please take care of yourself. Uh, and again, re- remember uh, that you should use your skills for something positive, not negative. And tell someone that you love them. I'm sure they are dying to hear from you. Uh, again, thank you for tuning in. This is Gummo, your host. I'm out of here, and we will check you out on show number 39. When? I don't know, but we'll be back for show number 39 either next week or the week after. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll talk to you later. Take it easy. Take it easy.